0: Just imagine for yourself a wall full of records sorted into sort of cubby holes about 150 records in each section. I'll be choosing one of these sections to grab records from. I'll just be randomly selecting the records off the wall of our studios and playing them for you. That's right, playing the actual vinyl records that have been in the WTBR archives for decades. Tonight we go back to the year 1980. The Miracle on Ice occurred in Lake Placid, CNN launched in Atlanta, Mount St. Helens erupted in Washington, and John Lennon was killed in New York City. The number one show on television was Dallas, where in 1980, viewers tuned in to find out who shot J.R. Popular movies at the box office were Superman 2, Coal Miner's Daughter, and Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. In February of that year, the Grammy for Album of the Year went to Billy Joel for 52nd Street, and What a Fool Believes was Song of the Year. The songs I'll be playing tonight were all released in that year and have nothing more in common than they just happen to be near each other in the archive. So let's start this trip back to 1980 with one of the most popular R&B groups from the 60s and 70s, the Jacksons. They were originally known as the Jackson Five when they began their career on the Motown label. In 1976, they moved to Epic Records with the exception of Jermaine, who stayed behind at Motown. Actually, he was married to the Motown founder's daughter, that's why he stayed behind. But he was replaced by another Jackson, Randy, Randy Jackson, who replaced him in the band. The name stayed behind in Motown, but the Jacksons continued releasing gold and platinum albums. By 1980, the Jacksons were firmly back in the R&B charts with hits like Blame It on the Boogie, Shake Your Body Down to the Ground, and Michael Jackson was also enjoying his solo success of his own because in 1979 he released his Off the Wall album. In October of 1980, they released their fourth epic album, Triumph, which peaked at number 10 on the Billboard 200. I'm now going to play their biggest hit on the album, the first single released from the album, Lovely One, which went up to number 12 on the Hot 100 charts. They also had hits such as This Place Hotel and Can You Feel It would follow but here is Lovely One by the Jacksons right here on Random Draw. right that was sky with super love and before that was the jacksons with lovely one well a <clears throat> little bit about sky That's sky with two wise they're a new york city based funk and rb band which was formed when three singing sisters met up with the musician solomon roberts they were signed to the Salsoul label where they recorded five top 40 albums and many r&b hits and dance tracks in 1980, they released their third album, Skyport, which was produced by Randy Muller, who was a member of the Brass Construction and the BT Express. They released a couple more uh, top 40 hit singles from this album, including the track you just heard, Super Love, which hit number 31 on the R&B charts. So that was Sky with Super Love. Up next, we're going to play a couple tracks from groups fronted by women. The first up is Blue Angel. Blue Angel were a late 70s rockability type band who were only able to release one album in their career. Um, Luckily, their lead singer, Cindy Lauper, was able to go on to bigger and better things. So their only album for Polydor came out in 1980 and featured no-hit singles unless you count hitting number 37 in the Netherlands with one of these songs. They did record a second album, but it was never released due to a change of management at their label, and the group soon disbanded. Cindy Lauper, of course, went on to her own amazing solo career, which continues right to this very day. We just saw her on the Grammy Awards in early 2020. As a matter of fact, she re-recorded the next song you're about to hear for her second solo album, True Colors. Here is the song Maybe He'll Know from the group Blue Angel right here on Random Draw on WTBR-FM. Robin Lane and the Chartbusters with When Things Go Wrong, and prior to that, we heard Blue Angel featuring Cyndi Lauper on lead vocals with Maybe He'll Know. Robin Lane was a singer-songwriter from Los Angeles who had a couple brushes with fame in the early 70s, including being married to future police guitarist Andy Summers in the late 60s and providing background vocals for Neil Young on his album Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. By the release of their debut album, Robin Lane and the Chartbusters, in 1980, she and her group were based in Massachusetts, mainly the Boston and Cambridge area. Two members of her Chartbusters were actually former members of that great Boston band, the Modern Lovers. Later in life, Robin Lane would slow down the music and move to Turner's Falls, right here in Massachusetts. In 2019, Robin Lane and the Chartbusters would reform for one show in Somerville, Mass., for the release of a new compilation album. We just heard one of their biggest hits, When Things Go Wrong, and here's a little piece of trivia. That was the 11th video ever played on MTV when it was launched in 1981. Next up here on Random Draw, we're going to hit some classic rock and roll, beginning with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members Cheap Trick. Chicago-based Cheap Trick had a string of hit singles and albums in the late 70s, including Dream Police, I Want You to Want Me, and Surrender. However, by 1980, they, along with most rock acts of the 70s, were not selling the same number of units they used to and had fallen out of favor with the overall general public. In 1980, they released their fifth studio album, All Shook Up, on Epic Epic Records, which was able to climb all the way to number 24 on the Billboard 200 album chart. Right after this album, bassist Tom Peterson left the band and would form his own group, which I believe we played earlier on an episode of Random Draw. This album, All Shook Up, was produced by Beatle producer George Martin and featured a more experimental feel than the other Cheap Trick albums. We're going to listen to one track from the album. Here is Baby Loves to Rock from Cheap Trick right here on Random Draw. More and
1: more, I'm thinking about love. I'm thinking about-
0: We love you. That was the Psychedelic Furs. Before that, we heard Cheap Trick with Baby, My Baby Loves to Rock. Gotta love that Cheap Trick sound out of Chicago. Now, the Psychedelic Furs were a British new wave band founded by the brothers Richard and Tim Butler. They released their self-titled debut album in 1980 and went go on to have such future hits as Love My Way and Pretty in Pink. That single, Pretty in Pink, was released in 1982 but would not become popular until 1986, when the movie for the same name was released in theaters. Now, beginning with their debut in 1980, they would record until 1992 when the Butlers would leave the band and go on to form another band called Love Spit Love. That band featured future members of Guns N' Roses, guitarist Richard Fortus, and drummer Frank Ferrer. So the next time you're playing Six Degrees of Axl Rose, you can get to Psychedelic Furs pretty quickly. We took a look back at their first album and the track, We Love You, by the Psychedelic Furs. We're going to take a short break here on Random Draw. We'll be back in just a moment to hear some more random music right here on WTBR.
2: Hello, this is Congressman Richard E. Neal and you're listening to 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio.
3: You're never completely ready to adopt a teen.
2: For late nights writing English papers.
3: For your teen's music taste.
2: For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you.
3: For the first time, they call you mom
2: you're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward.
3: To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org.
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
3: Hello, Phil Tierney here,
2: the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening.
3: Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. (coughs) When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to
0: love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council,
3: the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund.
4: And now... Hey, Rocky! Rocky!
0: Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat.
4: Again?
0: Lock up my sleeve. Presto! WTBR. No doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. And we're back here on Random Draw. If you're just tuning in, Random Draw, we're all about just pulling vinyl records randomly off the shelf here at WTBR. We've been looking at the year 1980 so far, and we're going to jump right back into the 1980 with the Women of Country Music. We're going to start with arguably the biggest female name in country music, Dolly Parton. In 1980, Dolly Parton released her 23rd studio album called 9 to 5 and Odd Jobs. Sort of a concept album featuring many songs about working and the working world. Of course, that same year, she starred in one of the biggest box office hits, 9 to 5, with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Dabney Coleman. This album was produced by Mike Post, who is famous for creating many film scores and TV theme songs, including The A-Team, The Greatest American Hero, and of course, The Rockford Files. He also wrote the theme to Law and Order and that famous dun-dun sound effect. That's Mike Post. Anyways, back to Dolly Parton. This album would stay number one on the country charts for ten straight weeks and be one of her largest successes she's ever had in her career. It'd be easy to play the single 9 to 5 from this album, of course, but everyone knows that song. So I'm going to play a cover version. We like playing obscure covers here on Random Draw. So I'm going to play Dolly's version of the famous track House of the Rising Sun. So once again, here is Dolly Parton with House of the Rising Sun right here on Random Draw on WTBR-FM. Next Cheatin' Who, that's the question Charlie McLean was asking in that song. Before that, we heard Dolly Parton with House of the Rising Sun. Charlie McLean was a country singer who first hit the country charts in 1977 and would have over 20 top 20 hits up until 1989, including three number ones on the country charts. The song he just heard, Who's Cheatin' Who, was one of those number one hits. While the album came out in 1980, the single didn't hit the top until early 1981. And then 17 years later, superstar Alan Jackson had a top-five hit himself with a cover of this song. Charlie McClain would go on to record until her final album in 1988, and then she would retire from all performing and recording in the early 90s. There you go, Charlie McClain, Who's cheating Who. We're going to keep the country music going for a couple minutes longer, just so I can bring you the story of Orion. Orion, whose real name was James Ellis, was a singer who sounded an awful lot like Elvis Presley. So much so that he recorded songs from the Sun label and, and actually just recorded them and people couldn't tell if they were Elvis or not. He, he actually recorded uh, covers of Jerry Lee Lewis songs, uh, Carl Perkins songs as Elvis. Now, Good Morning America even did a vocal comparison in 1978 after Elvis' death between Orion and um, you know, Elvis. Now, in 1978, a fictional novel was released that was called Orion, and the story was about a famous musician who faked his own death. So, Ellis's record label convinced him to wear a mask, dye his hair dark black, and wear clothes like Elvis, and go out there and perform just like Elvis would performing songs from the Sun record label. In 1980, he released his album Reborn on a special gold vinyl edition, which pictured him looking just like Elvis with a face mask on. I'll now play a song uh, before the next teardrop falls, and you can decide for yourself is this really James Orion Ellis? or Elvis himself, right here on Random Draw on WTBR. Someone Someone by Michael DeBar. That was off his album, I'm Only Human. Before that, we heard Orion with Before the Next Teardrop Falls. Now, Michael DeBar is a British musician who gained fame as being in the group Detective, who were signed to Led Zeppelin's Swan Song record label in the 70s. Now, in the late 70s, he appeared in a Season 1 episode of WKRP in Cincinnati as a member of the punk group Scum of the Earth, which the radio station had brought into town for a concert and much hilarity ensued. In the mid-1980s, he replaced Robert Palmer as the lead singer in the group Power Station, and even performed with him at the Live Aid concert in Philadelphia. He also returned to television in the late 80s in the new WKRP in Cincinnati as an entirely different character, as actually a DJ on the show. So he had he was on both iterations of WKRP in Cincinnati. He now hosts a daily radio show on Little Steven's Underground Garage on his Sirius XM channel. He's a cool DJ with some great stories, so check it out if you can. But anyways, we just listened to the song Someone off of his solo debut album, I'm Only Human on Dreamland Records. Up next, we're going to go to Ian Matthews. Now, Ian was the original member of the band Fairport Convention before he left to form his own bands, Matthews Summer Comfort and then Plain Song, and then ultimately going solo. Matthew's Southern Comfort hit number one in the U.K. with their cover of Woodstock. And in 1973, he recorded the song Seven Bridges Road with layered multi-track vocals. That's something that the Eagles would pick up on and release on their own live album years later. In 1980, Ian Matthews released his album Spot of Interference on the RSO label. So let's look at the appropriately titled song I Survived the 70s from Ian Matthews right here on Random Draw. BABABABA
2: But we sure sound like it. We're bringing you the best mix of music. So get focused. WTBR.
0: Bruce Springsteen with the title track The River from his 1980 album before that we heard Ian Matthews with I Survived the 70s now obviously Bruce Springsteen released The River in 1980, it was was an album of first, it was his first double album it was his first album to hit number one staying four weeks at the top of the charts and it was also his first album to feature a top ten hit on the Billboard Hot 100 Uh, this album featured Hungry Heart which hit number five on the Billboard chart. That song, Springsteen wrote, he actually didn't write for himself. He had all intentions to give it to the Ramones to cover. Uh, But uh, his his manager, John Landau, convinced him to keep it, record it, and it became one of his biggest hits ever. Uh, The River was a double album. Originally, it wasn't supposed to be. It was only supposed to be a single album called The Ties That Bind. Eventually in 2015, Springsteen released a box set based on The River, in which he released the original sort of uh, layout of the album as The Tides That Bind, and it also had a couple uh, discs of bonus stuff. He actually recorded over 50 songs during the River era and only released 20 on the original double album. So there's plenty more songs that made it onto box sets like tracks or 18 tracks, and uh, obviously the River The Tides That Bind collection that came out in 2015 featured a lot of those bonus tracks. Uh, So again, that was Bruce Springsteen with the title track, The River, from his 1980 album. Well, that about wraps it up here for us at Random Draw. If you'd ever like to come down and get a tour of the vinyl archives, it's kind of impressive. Um, Here for yourself, just give me a call at the station at 445-4234 and ask for Dave. We'd love to have you come by and see it for yourself. Now, if you ever want to learn more about WTBR or have an idea for your own show... Just visit our webpage at WTBRFM.com. Once again, WTBRFM.com. We're always looking for new programming, and that's what it's all about. Anyone in the public can come on down and make their own shows. If I can do it, you can do it, I've always said. So in the meantime, until next time here on Random Draw, I've been your host, David Cachet. We'll see you later.